What's up, y'all? Welcome to Wildlife Got Me Effed Up Podcast, a podcast with topics that got us, well, effed up. Enjoy the episode. If something got you effed up, let us know. Well, thanks for listening and enjoy the show. What is one eight? It's your girl Juice. And we're back with another episode of Wildlife Got Me F the Podcast. And this is episode 46. Man, we really we're wishing really pulling through here, so that's great. Um, but I do want to tell you all the tea. This is not the first time we record this. <laughs> so unfortunately. Yeah, the first time it was just, you know, shout out to Alex. I love Alex, and that's it. But, you know, we're we're here. This is uh, Bravo Ocean Studios, beautiful spot. If y'all want to do a podcast yourself, definitely check in for that. But yeah, man, so we're back with my girl, Janelle K. Lauren. And she has a beautiful, I mean, a beautiful tape called Concrete Flowers Bloom <laughs> and Spring. And Spring. Yes. All right. So I'm a little nervous again. I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, so in this, um, in this tape, you get so many, so many love, so much pain, so much everything onto literally Shadi just said, I'm gonna give y'all all of it. If y'all cry, y'all cry, if y'all happy, y'all happy. I thought it was a Drake album. <laughs> I really, I really was in zone. You know, so but yeah. And I and I'm excited because last time she didn't have any other projects dropping, but she does now. Yeah. Ain't that great? Low key, high key. So tell us about Soul Tie. Oh yes. Um, if you're watching, you tune in. I just dropped a little track that I put on my SoundCloud. I'm trying to be a little bit more active on there because, you know, I, I've gotten familiar with Apple Music, Spotify, and Tidal, but a lot of people will really use SoundCloud because it's yeah. it's free. Like pe- people need to still be able to access good content right. through free platforms. Um, but I dropped Soul Tie yesterday. So if you on SoundCloud. Go go get that ASAP. But Soul Tie is pretty much about. I don't know if y'all are familiar with what a Soul Tie is. So a Soul Tie is something that you end up having when you have sex with somebody. Like mm-hmm. when you have sex with somebody, you end up having a spiritual attachment to that person that feels like extremely deep and it's something painful to have to go through when you're no longer involved with that person anymore so there is a process that you literally have to go through to break the soul tie to carry on with your life without that person so in the poem I pretty much talk about the effects and how me having a soul tie affects me and the pain that comes with dealing with no longer being involved with that person yeah that's beautiful yeah, now I understand that because giving somebody even your time is a, is a soul attachment. Mm-hmm. It's an energy transfer. Like pretty much me and you and Davina having this conversation, it's so much energy in here. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing. That's why people are so heavy on having positive energy and negative energy and transpire. So now when y'all do have sex and it does get real intimate and then you let your guard down, then it gets to the point that, like, damn, like, I really gave this person, feels like all of me. Mm-hmm. Right. But in reality, I just gave you my energy. Somebody could have had that else. Somebody could have done that energy 
could have got that better. Somebody could have used it better. But, of course, we got to you, and now I'm out here. All I hear is raindrops. <laughs> Crying, going crazy. Like So that's what I think Soul Tie is. A, a, it's a definitely a beautiful track. I do love it. But you already know, for my favorite track, it's Insanity. I didn't know that. Girl. You know what's so crazy? The last time we talked, you you was spitting out insanity bar for bar. And I was like, hold on, there was uh, six other tracks on it. We, like, <laughs> bar for bar, you were spitting insanity. Oh, yeah, I was so tuned into that. I, I still got it. I'll, I'll spit it later. Wow, but... my heart. That's that's one of my favorites. So the fact that you told me, so, I received that. The thing that's crazy, I'm already getting to the to the juice part. Davina don't even know this, and she's literally like one of my best friends. So I always have, I have this person in my life that's constantly in my life. It don't matter who I'm dating. It don't matter what we're doing. That bitch gonna show up. So I'm like, okay, it's getting to a point that I'm 27. We started this at 19, 18. Wow. Yeah. So it's a it's a lot going on. So recently. Not too long ago, like she texted me, crying, doing all this shit, like just going off. I was just like, "Where is this coming from?" Because you literally have so much time, and that's what the thing about it. People like to call it like a twin flame situation mm-hmm. where we have this connection, but it's never gonna go right because nobody's ever right. So I think that's somewhat what we have, and I think that we just went on and on and on, and that soul tie was a social contract. Wow, it was a bond. Damn, that's deep. So, so, so recently, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of this. I have a, a beautiful girlfriend named Kenyatta. We're doing great things. It's, it's going well. So, I didn't tell Kenyatta. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tell my boo what I was going to do. So, I met her at Starbucks. And I, like, had that conversation of, like, you got to leave me the fuck alone. Because it's over. Mm, wow. And when I tell you... When we're done, the energy released out of my body, and and it was great. Weeks later, I can't hold lies real well, so she just asked me like, "Have you seen so and so?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like it was so bad. Like tell the truth. Yeah, like she was like, "Have you talked?" Yeah, like just <laughs> it just came out, and I was like, "Damn, I can't hold shit." But and she was like doing a kichko. I should cheated. You know, she was thong clothes. You know what I'm saying? About- <laughs> so she was on the bed like, "Bitch, I'm gone." I was like, "Bitch, where you going?" She's like, "I'm gone." And so, but she actually sat down and we actually had a real conversation about it. And I, I told her, I was just like, "Listen, like, closure was such a thing that um people like to go against." Mm-hmm. You, oh, you want to talk to your ex? Just say that. Yeah, it's not about it. All right, it's pretty much about if you were actually on the same cycle of in mindset that I'm done with this, it's really a release of energy. Mm-hmm. Release of that soul tie, release of that pain that we have with each other. And But the thing about it is, like, I feel like she's still connected, but I disconnected. And so now everything is going to be healthier. And when I tell you, it made my relationship so better better to the point that, like, I was looking at houses, I was, <laughs> I was thinking about rings, <laughs> I was thinking about all these kind of things. So, shout out to you, boo, but I feel like our relationship is going to be better because you got to leave that shit in the past. Absolutely. Now, do you think she's going to come back? Hell no. <laughs> you don't think she's going to come back after that? Hell no. Okay. We'll see. Now, the next episode when she comes back, I'll let y'all know. <laughs> I'll let y'all know. We'll talk about it. I'll let y'all know. 
But okay. have y'all ever had, you know, a cycle where it's just constantly over, over again? Because you explained oh, to me what insanity was. And I was like, damn, that really hit my juggler. Like, you just constantly doing the same thing, even though it don't have a different result. So, so okay. The qu- answer to that question is yes. As far as that track goes, um, that track was titled Insanity because I wanted to get out of a relationship that I thought was going to change. So me writing that specific track is just going through the cycle of like, damn, we keep doing this, and I know you're never going to change. I know I need to change something because I know that me doing the same stuff, just being here, letting you have the opportunity to never do better it's not going to make it work but i have had a situation before where there was a constant cycle of like me cutting somebody off and the connection just being there and knowing that that person will come back when they feel like it's a good time to come back i've dealt with that and that's something i recently just cut off because i'm like i don't want to do this anymore hell yeah (laughs) i felt better i was just like I knew it was the end. It had been months since I seen this person. I already knew it was the end because I was just like, you know, I, I'm in this season where I really know my worth and I really don't let nobody like try to play me. If you try to play me, I might say something to you. But when you really do play me, oh, you're dead to me. So I knew that things were over and I knew that this person is somebody that I didn't want to participate with anymore because I know the man who is for me would never do anything to hurt me. Like, never. The man who I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life is not going to risk losing me. So I have been in that cycle where I didn't want to be involved with somebody anymore and they kept popping up. But I've also been in that cycle, too, where I would be happy when they popped up, knowing that this is not good. (laughs) So, yeah, I've been there. It's something I don't want to do. As I grow and learn, I realize you're – wasting time with the wrong people and that if you're not taking your time to disconnect from that person you're leaving your energy attached to them and the person who's for you can never enter so i've been there so so like Devine, so you just got out of you know a marriage pretty much it's been been over two years over two years since that that whole trip was crazy, but I feel like it was needed. I was happy that you finally did it because oh, every day was an episode of Love and Hip Hop. I was like, girl, ain't no way. Literally, it was so toxic. Oh, my God. I I was just, I feel like what took me so long to get out of that was because, well, resources were limited for me. Like, I wasn't making nearly as much money as I was now. And also the thing about my dog, like, and all of my stuff that was at our place, like, all of this stuff I knew was going to be a financial burden for me. Yeah. So I had to really think about these things before I can't just up and leave. Plus, I'm all the way in California. You know, I can't. It's not just, like, a couple hours away, right. you know. So, I mean, all of those things I had to really think about before I just left. And, like, you know, like we said, we were doing this back and forth while I was there before I officially made the decision to, you know, file them divorce papers. But, uh, you know, eventually I got out, I left, and ain't looked back since. I mean, we <laughs> he did come, he actually did come to my house, like, the next year to get his stuff from my my parents' basement. 
And that's when he had told me that he has two kids. <laughs> and then <laughs> that was uh that was it. That was a deep phone call. I was like, girl damn. Yeah, that nigga got two kids. I was like, oh <laughs> I was like, oh. Girl, <laughs> But yeah, after that conversation, that was the last time I ever seen him in person. Ever we now we don't talk like that. If the only time we talk is about the divorce and that's it. But all ties have been cut with him. So. so tell me, like, excuse me. Tell me how, like, what are like somewhat the steps or somewhat the feelings that you had before you left? Life for the both of y'all. Um, I could just piggyback off of what she was talking about, kind of like prolonging leaving the situation, um, because of finances. Because when I was with my son's dad, because we were engaged at that time, we lived together. I was a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> I had a ring. Like we we got engaged in the Bahamas. Like yeah. it was a nice proposal, um, but the relationship wasn't meant to be. And I knew that before we got engaged. Mm-hmm. I knew that before I got pregnant. And I and I really you I knew, that before, you got I knew that before I got pregnant with my yeah. son because it was the relationship, my son, and then the engagement, mm-hmm. and then the life together. Um, but I didn't love myself enough to leave. And I really felt a lot of validation from being with him because playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm getting, I got top of the, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I feel good. I But the relationship was not good. Right. That person was not good for me. That person was not healthy. It was a toxic situation. And then when we got together and we moved in and my son was born, I became a stay-at-home mom. I really was confused, like, yo. I cannot go back to my parents' house. Right. Like, no, I cannot go back to my mom and dad's house. Fight the hell at you. Because my dad didn't even want me to do any of that. Like, mm-hmm. leaving and not being married and doing all that. It's almost like telling them being able to be like, I told you. Right. Like, oh, gosh. Exactly. Like, yes, listen, I was going through the same thing. Okay? I didn't want it. I was shook to my core. And I didn't want to leave for a long time because he was the provider. I was a stay-at-home mom. Didn't have a job, even though I had a degree in education. Didn't want to be a teacher because so much changed with COVID and all that. Mm. Um, and I took my time, but I finally got brave enough to say, I don't care. I want my peace. <laughs> I want my happiness. I had gotten sick being in that, like physically gotten ill mm-hmm. being in that relationship. Right. Like physically, like having to go to the doctor, getting blood work and mm. stuff done, losing weight. Like stuff Terrible. like that. Ill. I was ill. I said, I had to get out of this relationship. So I took my baby, and we went back to my mom and dad's house. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, we We drove the day after a snowstorm in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. I drove on the icy road with my baby, car full of stuff, mm. back to Atlanta, to my parents' house, because I couldn't do it anymore. But that was just one of the biggest steps I had to make, was being like, I'm going to do it. Mm. Do it scared. No matter what it is. It could be leaving a relationship, starting a business, doing your fitness journey. You don't know what's going to come out of it right. if you're scared. Just do it. Yeah. Do it scared. And I never knew our stories were so similar. Because literally. You was when... in the snow too, boo? <laughs> no, but you remember. <laughs> in California. When we were driving. You remember there was a hurricane that yeah. actually. Y'all were down. driving a hurricane? No, yeah. we actually missed it. We It was like it was the day before. No, no, no. It was what? actually a hurricane in what? Louisiana. I'm over to sleep. Girl. <laughs> I'm resting past the seat. It was snowing though, wasn't it? When we passed through El Paso, Paso, Texas. Uh huh. We like we went through snow. We went through freaking hurricane. Mm -hmm. Like it was crazy. I was like, man, why are we not listening to Justin Sellers? 
<laughs> no, that, you need to play Runaway Love by Ludacris. It's a I, lot of stuff to go through. But I think that was a beautiful experience for us. It made us like closer. Like I didn't never think I can have that moment where I grab my friend from halfway to the country. Like I know. I'm sitting there on the on the airport uh, on the airplane. He's like, "Where are you going to California for?" I like. My group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I don't think we told them, but Juice did fly out to California and oh, helped me drive down from California to Georgia. Real friends. With my dogs, my two dogs, mm. in the back of a minivan mm. <laughs> across the country. Mm. Real friends. Yeah, no. I ain't doing that no more. I'm <laughs> Girl, I'm never going back over there, so you don't got to worry about it. And then it's just like, for them, the opposite person from you, their life just gets worse. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, it's a- crazy. after. Like, just hearing, like, what she had to say to me and what was going on at the time that I was out and present of your life. Oh, it was just like, he did this, he did that, da, da, da. I was like, and you wanted to leave me? <laughs> right. After I, you know, I financially would, wouldn't done anything, would have had those deep conversations. Like, just want to have a material relationship, and she just wasn't ready for that. And I was just like, you know what? The fact that you mix toxic with love and you think that because he's going crazy doing all that stuff then he goes crying and crying and in the bed going crazy all all over you and you'd be like damn i really love him i'm like girl i'm a bonnie it's just <laughs> y'all just crying in the bed at the point mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all ain't doing nothing so and in in reality i became that person that I like would have those fights with my ex-girlfriends and end up in the bed crying and Doing all the way, please don't leave me, please don't leave me. I was like, after a while, I was like, now me and my me and my girl's relationship is like, I did it once, or probably twice. I did it twice, and she was like, bitch, get up, like literally, <laughs> like then after that, she comforted me, but she was like, you cannot treat me that way, like we're not finna do this. And when she put boundaries on it, I was like, Shit, I ain't not, I ain't gonna do it then, because <laughs> that's what we, I never had before, boundaries of mm-hmm. you saying, I don't like that. That's not going to work. I'm the boundary queen. <laughs> you going to break us down. So what are your boundaries? Uh, as far as, like, in life or dating? Um, Dating first. Well, I'm not dating at this point, but something that I can't stress enough is honesty. Like, if you're a liar, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm going to look in the camera and say, if you are a liar, don't even DM me. Don't come to me in public. Leave me alone. Because I don't like when people don't give me the option to choose. Right. I don't like when people make choices for me. I'm a grown-up. I should be able to look at situations for myself and decide if I want this or not. Big boundary for me is lying. If you even lie about something small. Oh, my gas tank was on half. I get in your car, it's on E. <laughs> like, why are you lying about little things? I can't trust you. Get out. <laughs> like, get I can't out. trust you. <laughs> so that's one of my biggest boundaries is lying and also not doing what you say you're gonna do yeah. it took mm-hmm. me a while but i had to go through some like really like tragic experiences to realize that like, you just can't trust people for what they say mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. my dog is loyal and he don't even talk to me right. <laughs> so exactly. you gotta see how people move the way people move is gonna tell you every single thing that you need to know about them those are like some of my two biggest things that I'm willing to set boundaries on. I either cut you off or tell you about yourself. Mm. And usually I only tell you about yourself once. 
Um, and that's a tolerance I've had to build up just going through trauma. I haven't always been like this. I used to be like, run me over. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hit the gas. <laughs> like, I'll stand in front of the whip. Like, <laughs> hit it. <laughs> I used to be like that. But that's just because I didn't love myself. I didn't know what my worth. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who I was. But now I know who I am. So I was like, yo, if you want to do that, cool. I'll go be over here. And I'll free your space for the person who's supposed to come into my space. So, yeah, those are just a few boundaries that I really don't play about. So do you apply that to, like, friendships? Oh, yes. Uh, and it's crazy because I really don't have a lot of friends. I have, and the way that I even use the word friend is very uh, tight. Tight, yeah. I got a real small circle, like, mm-hmm. little. Like we just got right. Yeah, and and the thing is, I really don't like to consider people like my friend if I know they wouldn't be there for me if I really needed them. Right. So even with friendships, I do set boundaries. Like, it could be, for example, me and my best friend, we had to get to a place where I felt that I could talk to her, like tell her everything I needed to tell her without her telling me how she experienced something similar. Like, you know, sometimes you'll express yourself and then somebody be tell you about their situation and it's like, okay, I understand, but at this point, I just want to talk to you right. and get advice if you have something to offer. I don't really want to flip it. Right. So that was a boundary I had to set with her as a friend. And I know it made her feel a ways um, because as her, my friend, she loves me. She just wants to protect me and do what she needs to do as my friend to make me feel valued, seen, and loved. So I know it did make her feel away, but I feel like after I set the boundary, I just felt like it improved. I feel like boundaries improve relationships because if the person who set the boundary is happy, they can serve that person the way they need to be served. And it also increases trust. Like I trust you not going to hurt me because you respect my boundaries. And that's like the thing. I I, I don't even know me and you had a conversation about it, but about our friendship and, and stuff like that. But we just know about each other. Like mm-hmm. we know that we don't have to call each other every day. Mm-hmm. We do not have to see each other every day. Now, when we're going through trying times, she gonna FaceTime me every day. I'm gonna FaceTime <laughs> right, every day. right. Because we need no tea, and I have to get my daily cuss out. She ain't shit, you know what I'm saying? And I, that's okay. That's how we communicate and all that stuff. We're more hard on each other than anything else. Like, if I would have told her everything I just said now in private, she would just cuss me out. Peacefully. Oh, it's coming. Oh yeah. I was like. I was like, I don't want this Ike. She don't, she don't give it to me. And, and that's the thing. That's how she expressed herself. Me, I'm not really like a, a cusser. I just like look at you slow. And she was like. Oh. <laughs> and, and, that's, and, that's the, and that's the boundary. But healing and overcoming, we had to, well, I had to really heal childhood traumas of just wanting to please everybody. Mm. Because my parents are like one of those people like, we don't say I love you for real. They'll give you money for real. And they'll be like, all right, bye. That's why I really thought I was fat hell when I was like in middle school and in elementary because, you know, Burger King was always on the way. McDonald's was always on the way. And I was like, listen, we need to talk. No, I got a burger for you. Like, or video games was like a big thing for them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have this. Never of like an insightful conversation of like, you know, I'm really proud of you. I really think you're doing great things. Now it's trying, it's slowly switching up. Because after I, like, did all the things that they told me to do, well, funny, um, they're now just like, you know what? You're doing great, kid. You're doing great. And they'll just walk off. And I was like, that's all I need. That's all I want. Just a little pat on the back. Back of my neck. Thank you. 
not a neck. <laughs> but yeah, and even let me let me get that because I'm ready. Yeah, in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so with that, there is one part of insanity that I do love. It says, "Do you remember when you said you were above me for all those years that stuck with me?" When I spent all those years climbing mountains to prove that I would die for you, but you were Everest. So I was like, damn. I sat in the car for like probably like 20 minutes <laughs> and just doing that because like it was more of my first girlfriend made me feel like that, mm-hmm. made me feel like I couldn't reach her. Mm-hmm. My parents, like, you know, he was like, you got to get to these boundaries to be successful. Now I'm trying to reach that. But in reality, like, they don't even know I have a podcast. Really? My parents don't even know how serious I take poetry. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, in reality, I feel like spiritually wise and when you want to manifest things, you have to keep it to yourself. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta write those lyrics, you gotta do what you need to do, you gotta have those those things. So when it comes out and you're like heart chopping and you you doing all this stuff, they're like, damn, you're doing that all the time. <laughs> like my parents think I'm at a photo shoot right now. Really? Yeah. Oh, but when one day when they do Washes and stuff like that, and you know, I got you know, I got my life together and stuff like that, and all of us have our life together. I I will think they'll be proud. So sometimes you just gotta do a lot of things in silence, mm. and that's they're gonna come out with a pop. Like it's really. This is fast. I think for me, like even my parents not knowing how like serious I do poetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in a black in black communities, um. The older, the elders, they can project mm-hmm. insecurity onto you. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I know if I told my parents that I want to be a poet, I know my dad supports it. Like, he bought me a microphone, he bought me some headphones to get my stuff started. Like, he he supports it. But I feel that even still, um, artists usually are looked at as people who can't provide for mm-hmm. themselves. And, you know, I have a child, mm-hmm. so... I feel that if I truly express that to my parents, there could be a little bit of judgment yeah. about that being some type of way to provide. Because I'm only one in a million, mm-hmm. but I do feel like I'm that one. Right. So I don't express like to my parents <laughs> about my art. I didn't even tell them I dropped the track, like a whole EP album or anything like that. They they don't know how, how often I perform. It's been a minute since I've been performing. I kind of been taking a break from it, but. I don't share it because even just like people who don't know you, like people close to you can still project like a little bit of insecurity and you start feeling fearful and you start feeling scared and you're like, damn, maybe I need to second guess my desires of what I want to be in this world. Just because someone might have projected their fear of not being able to do it for themselves onto you. Because that's how I look at it now. Sometimes you don't want to overshare because people know they can't do it. Right. You know, but I try not to even let that be a part of, my reality and not trying to achieve my goals right even with that like not me saying anything or doing anything just allow them just think like they're cool with me doing photos they think they saw the money coming in for that it was like do that all that be baby do, do that but i don't know how they'll feel that be like dang you really went all the way to atlanta you went to you know bravo ocean studios and um <laughs> And did all those things and pay money to really get your life out there. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, like, a big thing. Representation was, like, huge with my family. You got to represent us in the right way. But I'm just, like, I'm far from that. Like, I'm far from 
what you expected. Like, like more likely, my sister is like, that was that's what we going for. <laughs> but for me, it's just like, yo, I want to do creative stuff. You know, I still believe in nine to fives for benefit purposes, but that's it. Like, you can go make money anyway. But for benefits like health and all that stuff, yeah, we'll we'll go run a check over there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll go move this for that. But um, other than that, I just I just feel like God has given you a passion, mm-hmm. and God has given you something that you knew a long time ago. I always wanted to do radio podcasting a long time ago before podcasting was even popping. Mm-hmm. Like I literally have radio mixes that Davina said cut that off. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, try again. <laughs> try again. But I'd be, be like, it, it makes me feel better. Because I'm just like, yo, to even get somebody closest to my friends to be like, yo, we're doing something good. Even when we get strangers, they'll be like, mm-hmm. yo, your podcast is actually funny. Yeah. So back to what I was saying. So yes, I'm a nine to five girl. I've mm-hmm. talked about this with my other friend, um, and she she's the same way like me. Like we we don't want to be entrepreneurs. We want to run our own business. I am fine with working for the man, okay, or the <laughs> woman, whoever you know. Every two weeks, <laughs> check. Run a check. Run it up. Well, see, that's the good thing. I get paid weekly, so that's oh, one even that's better. Exactly. Like, that's even better. Nothing to complain about. That's even, that's even like, better. <laughs> But no, um, that's just how I've always been, you know. Um, I've never really had the desire to do anything that I mean, I did at one point. I had this whole thing about like making my own clothing brand, but now, like, now that's 2022 and I see it everywhere, I'm just like, it's so saturated already, and I'm like, I don't want to do that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna keep punching in there a lot. Getting paid every week, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is which is totally fine. I so what does the podcast actually do for you? Then? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's a creative outlet for me, even mm-hmm. though it's not something that's. It, I mean, this is your thing. Like this yeah. is entirely yours. I feel like I'm just here, you know, on the sidelines, cheering you on, and occasionally sharing my stories. But I mean, but you're a big part. Yeah, definitely a big part. Yeah, she's definitely our connections person. She definitely does all those things, so it helps out. So yeah. even like speaking your truth helps out. Everything yeah. helps out. But yeah, like, and that's why I like the fact that we're getting older. The the square of friends, the circle of friends, is getting smaller. Yeah. I just, I was thinking about it the other day when when I had a birthday dinner. And I was like, no, my friends were there, but I was like, if I can like redo the list. I'll be like, I probably have a good amount of six friends that I'm just like, I can call on, we go mm-hmm. on trips, you ain't going to be no problem. Mm-hmm. Speaking of trips, that's going to tell me if we're going to be friends or not. Because if you're going to be like, <laughs> I ain't got it, or <laughs> where are we going? Or, or you been in the group chat the whole time, you talked that first day, and then you stopped talking the whole time, and they're like, girl, where, where she at? <laughs> and she, Why she ain't saying it? That's going to tell me real quick in a hurry, fast. Even like relationships, it takes me three months to know if I if I'm gonna deal with it or not, mm-hmm. and, and that's all it really takes. It'd be like, mm, no, I gotta let that one go. And I, I'm really bad at breaking up with people. Like, horrible. But sometimes you gotta do it to heal yourself and to like 
make yourself feel better. Because at the end of the day, you came in this world by yourself. You got a little push and a little help, but you know, you got in here by yourself. So treat yourself kind, wise. That's what I would say. How y'all feel? I, I agree 100%. Um, even just piggybacking off of um, not like knowing if you're going to be able to deal with somebody, it really don't take long. Mm-hmm. It don't take long. And I think a lot of times, because I was having this conversation with my friend, there's so many people that are single right now. Hell yeah. But so many people want relationships and it's just not adding up. Like the number <laughs> the math is not mathing mm-hmm. to me. People are literally wasting each other's time. Mm-hmm. And that's all that is happening out here. People say, Hey, I think I like you. I don't think I'm good enough for you. And I really don't think you're good enough for me. Right. But we're doing this and it's cool because I don't love myself enough to say no to you to pretty much go through a healing journey of being alone and becoming my best self to attract the person that's gonna be for me. The math is not mathing, okay? I see so many people that are single and complaining about it. And this from both sides of the spectrum, men and women. Mm-hmm. I also had a conversation with my friend yesterday about how a lot of women actually have ha- access to men that they can be with long-term. Mm-hmm. But they friends on them. Mm. And the nerds, the anime dudes. They don't even always have to change. be that. <laughs> they don't even always have to be that. Sometimes they're just not what they want yeah. you know yeah. what i'm saying but i'm like hey cut them loose if i get a friend that's <laughs> hey like, right. hey if you if you're a, a guy out there and you're literally calling a woman asking her how she's doing mm-hmm. buying her food being there she needs you and she tells you i just want to be your friend leave her alone yeah don't be her friend okay because like, she will use and abuse you even like and i'm gonna give you i'm gonna use our text messages between me and my girlfriend if they're not asking you this are there any slight or significant ways that you think I don't reciprocate energy to you? Do you feel bored from day to day? Do I make you, you know, do I make anything easier? We have check-ins like that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Really we have check-ins of just like, how are you feeling this week? Are we going to, you feel like we're going to make it a bigger? Like, <laughs> stuff like that. And she, she actually had to understand that. I'm not a serious person all the time. And most likely, my seriousness comes from having to use humor to get through a lot of stuff. So that's one of the things that she had to learn. And she's like, okay, she's laughing, but are you really okay? So those are, like, things that I think everybody needs to check in with a partner. At least every two weeks, once a month, something. Like, check in with your peoples. Like, you have too many people that just, like, you know, you know, quote unquote die or something like that or just like go away and don't come back and you'd be like girl where you at i'm like girl i'm all the way in hawaii i'm like why <laughs> girl i need my peace i'm like girl with the peace <laughs> i thought we had peace <laughs> i guess we didn't have peace <laughs> so yeah so i think it's like now so if you need to go away go away mm-hmm. i think trips are beautiful mm-hmm. i think that time for yourself is beautiful so you gotta do what you gotta do Absolutely. I think space is important in relationships. I think if you can't give somebody space to just do them, you really got to look at yourself. Yeah. Like, what are you missing that you, you can't be by yourself? Mm-hmm. Like, and I think that's why a lot of people get into relationships and not end up in ones that are healthy because they don't know how to be by themselves. Yeah. I've done that. Like, my whole relationship with my son's dad, I didn't know how to be my myself Mm -hmm. and i know i could have saved like a lot of heartbreak if i knew what it was that was literally blocking me from enjoying myself i hated myself like dead ass i hated myself 
I would wake up in the morning and I'll look at the mirror and be like, you're ugly. Like, just talking to myself so bad and i've gone through like a lot in my life like when i was young y'all i tried to commit suicide Mm -hmm. like i have gone through so much as far as like my journey as like a young woman so i think even when people are going through things like that dark Mm -hmm. they have they try really hard to cling on to other people but those are like the time the times and the moments like you're really supposed to be clinging to yourself Mm -hmm. so even like in a relationship you're talking about letting people have their space mm-hmm. you know you gotta let people have them space and sometimes you gotta let people go too because mm-hmm. there's something in them that they gotta figure out without you yeah and you gotta be okay with that even like small space like like we're learning now like i like to we don't have to talk all the time on facetime we just be you can be on facetime i'll be on facetime in separate houses all that stuff and i'll be playing the game or mm-hmm. i'll be working on you know stuff on my computer or working on podcasts or editing stuff and she literally just be sitting there doing what she like to do her little facebook game she'd be on facebook games <laughs> so that's like the thing in the beginning be like why are you not talking to me like why is it like are you are you mad at me i was like no nah, girl that's probably weird <laughs> i'm sleepy i'm gonna go sleep but like it'd be like that but having that open communication is always great and so i think that's what everybody needs to provide but also remember healing is a lifelong thing absolutely like just because you over that dude or over that woman today or the rest of your life you still gotta battle some things mm-hmm. as well so it's gonna it's gonna take day by day but you know i definitely appreciate you know getting on here yeah probably been one of the most peaceful people i've ever seen in my life like, <laughs> so much peace and you look like jay picking <laughs> so much peace yo i'm peaceful until somebody starts a war then I bring a riot. Right. But mm-hmm. I receive. That's a great compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you want to say anything about, you know, what's going on next? Or do you want to talk more about your your work or what's your favorite piece? Or, um, or would you I, like to elevate from that? I really just want people to go listen to the project as a whole. Um, I really Listen by yourself. Yes. Yes. Like, I, I definitely will coast on that. Definitely listen to, your, listen to it by yourself. It's one of those piece it's one of those things where you just figure out the what you've gone through as an individual and, and rediscovering pain i know and writing that entire project i had to be honest with myself um about what i was going through and i was writing that project while planning my escape from <laughs> my relationship so i definitely do want everybody to just go check out any art that you have see i have whether it be on apple music or SoundCloud, because I'm trying to get more active on my SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. So go listen to Soul Tie. That's what I named it. It's on Spotify, too. It's on. Is it on Spotify? It is. That's where I listen at. You listen to Soul Tie on Spotify? Yeah, I listen to everything on Spotify. Yeah. I did not know Soul Tie was on Spotify. How don't I know about my own art? <laughs> I put it on SoundCloud. Listen to it on SoundCloud or Spotify. Whatever you have, go check that out. Um, Doing more releasing music via Spotify. I have not planned my next album yet. I know I told y'all I was working on it. My producer who actually produced my entire EP, he passed away. So I am in the process of trying to find new connections. Rest in peace to Major League Beats. New connections to help me um, get the same feel for what I like to do. So yeah, yeah, y'all go ahead and check out the EP. It's called Concrete Flowers Bloom and Spring. It's available on all streaming platforms. Check me out on SoundCloud at Janelle K. Morin and just go get your soul worked on because y'all need that healing. It'll put you through seasons of 
we're like dark in the winter all the way till we're in February and we feel in love again and we're feeling grateful. So definitely get on that and remember, don't let anybody have you fucked up. <laughs> all right. See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Wildlife Got Me F'd Up Podcast. Please check us out on Instagram at Wildlife Got Me Podcast. You can see our newest episodes coming up. Also, you can chat with us and tell us what topics you would like us to talk about. All right. Y'all have a good day. And also, don't let nobody get you effed up.